deep in London's beating heart lies a wall. I'd like to it be if you know the call. For if the wall steps aside, be not afraid of what you see. Because the wizard world is opened up as has the Griffin. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Shrieking Shack. That's right, I said Shrieking Shack this time, not Shriekcast, <laughs> but you can call it whatever you like. This is a Harry Potter reread podcast for lapsed fans. I am your host, ZC. And I'm Liz. And Liz, uh, how are you dealing with, I guess we're in week three of the fallout of um, Intense Sexual Relationship Gate. Oh, oh boy. Yeah, yeah, we are. I'm dealing. It seems like the jokes have mostly uh, gone away. Um, And, uh, you know... It is what it is. I, I was kind of debating, bef- you know, before we recorded, uh, because I, I always feel like I could refine my response more and more. But at some point, I just need to stop, you know. <laughs> so, so I'm, I'm done. Re- I'm done responding. I'm over it. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 too much. Um, it, it's gotten out of hand. It's spread beyond like the Harry Potter communities and has just become like a boring joke for normies now like i sent you that link to the league of legends <laughs> subreddit that where everyone was just telling the same joke over and over again incredible yeah i saw um just about 10 minutes ago in my twitter moments i don't know why i click on that tab it's like an impulse i can't stop <laughs> i never i never want to see what's in there but i look anyway um and I, and i think just about 10 minutes ago it was like using predictive text to tell your own jk rowling joke oh jesus christ ai is coming for our jobs too and yeah that, i know that's that's our department we tell the jk rowling jokes <laughs> uh that's 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 our business yeah it's it's gotten out of hand and it's very funny because as as annoying as i find the jokes i will say that i am still not on i i'm not rushing to the defense of the uh of the diehard jk rowling fans because their responses have been equally insufferable and very funny as well um muggle net which is like aside from the leaky cauldron like the last existing harry potter fan site more or less um wrote two think pieces published two think pieces about this Mm. um one called uh jk rowling and the impossible problem and then the other one's called jk rowling and the questions from no one um and both of them are these sort of like itemized laundry lists of all of the things that prove that jk is smart actually my favorite one being on the article jk rowling and the questions from no one um it keeps on saying that uh it's you know there's factual evidence that people want more content from jk rowling because the sales of the uh the like side books has been good like citing the sales figures like like you say you don't want it but you buy it anyway like really weird Mm. uh uh equivalency stuff in there it's it's a lot um i do understand uh sort of where people are coming from in that uh you know the quote intense sexual relationship did not leave her mouth however we did watch that documentary and 
there was basically a comma between the two, right? Like, so here is where all the confusion it all it all lies because everything quoted intense sexual relationship. What sexual relationship came from was her saying, "I don't want to focus on the sexual side, but it was a love relationship." Um, and she goes so like, no, "Oh, it was intense, and it was intimate, and it was sexual, or like something it was like passionate. that." Passionate, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I I can look up the exact quote. Um, it it is it is a tricky one because it is defensible in that we it is the the style of interview that it is is we don't know what question she was asked right like someone asked perhaps off screen was it sexual to which she responded. I don't want to focus on the sexual side. Yeah. I feel like this, this kind of like quibbling about that is, is kind of neither here nor there, but I can sympathize to some extent, uh, a, a Harry Potter fan that is routinely seeing this misquoted. And it is, I would not say the opposite of what she said, but it is, it is misleading. Um, uh, so I guess I can I can see that, but I just don't think that what she did say is really that flattering. Um, right. And and also I think is willfully ignorant of people's criticisms or or what people want out of representation. Exactly. Harry Potter. Yeah, it's 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 answer like uh, you know ironically this article is called the questions from no one and ends with a call to like let's ask joe the questions that really matter it's like yes that's what we've been doing for fucking years at this point um there is another very funny line in here that i like which is uh so next time you share that meme claiming that jk rowling is replying to no one remember that in reality she's most likely replying replying to someone who did ask her a question which is I mean, yeah, real... the interviewer, but the yeah. meme the meme is separate from <laughs> Right. I, I mean it's it's a it's a lot. I I don't really like getting into the minutiae of the meme seems like a little uh, a way to if you are a JK Rowling defender logging on, a very easy dunk in order to not engage with with criticisms about how she handles representation yes. in her books and how her one gay character is uh has had a sexual relationship with wizard hitler yeah yeah i um yeah i i can't really say it better than that there is one part of this article i would like to read though that takes us to maybe a, a slightly more uh, salacious piece of uh, news that we've uncovered Ooh. here Shortly thereafter, it became apparent that the encyclopedia would not be published anytime soon, if ever, since Rowling had decided that Pottermore was the best platform for her to deluge any and all in additional information regarding all aspects of the wizarding world that she had generated over the years. If fans were dissatisfied with Pottermore pre-2015, they were a minority. Indeed, Pottermore's CEO at the time, Charlie Redmayne, revealed on April 4th, 2012, that Pottermore's Harry Potter ebook sales were wor worth over £1 million in the first three days following publication, which was ahead of anything he had ever seen for ebook sales. So, mm. for one, there's an example of the weird, uh, uh, like, citing sales uh, to refute criticism thing going on here. But also... Yeah, that's, that's a good one. Like, get a, you review something poorly, and it's like, well, you went and saw it, didn't you? <laughs> or, yeah, like, oh, oh, you think the Transformers movies are bad? Well, they made a <laughs> billion dollars. 
You think Avatar had no cultural impact? Well, let me tell you what. (laughs) It made a lot of money. Now, Um, Redmayne, I feel like I know that name from somewhere. You you might know the name Redmayne. Uh, as as in Eddie Redmayne, the uh, the the lead actor in the Fantastic Beasts films. What a weird coincidence! Who is the brother of Charlie Redmayne, Pottermore's CEO, who is that's now the so, CEO? Of... You know, that's crazy. That's crazy, huh? There's been a lot of um, uh, jagged little pill uh, discourse lately. Oh, that, I and I okay, would just I you... might call this ironic. <laughs> <laughs> can you what is the jagged little pill discourse i've like i've seen that rumbling around and i have not uh some dork wrote a think piece about how it's like not as good as as we remember and then a bunch of people are like yeah it is <laughs> That's okay it. That's all. Oh, okay um huh that's that's what i guess i guess i am i guess i'm throwing stones in a glass house saying that's what y'all are getting up to on the internet, but but you know. <laughs> that's that's another that's another little insight from uh, Normie Internet when I click on the moments tab. <laughs> you can just not stop. listen to it if you don't like it. Like, you, know, you know how I you know how I have a problem in that I don't tweet and then I and then I freak out because I haven't tweeted in a long <laughs> time. And the reason is because instead of tweeting, I click on the moments tab. It's like Ray. when you want to tweet um yeah so let's you know let's rap about this because i just i was fucking bowled over but because i saw the name and i was like no way like that's just got to be a coincidence right but no the ceo of pottermore who is now the ceo of harper collins which is the company that publishes all of the harry potter supplemental material i believe bloomsbury still publishes like the main books but like all of the fantastic beasts tie-in novels the um the picture books the uh the like fantastic beasts and quidditch through the ages etc etc all of that goes through uh harper collins now I just I have a hard time not imagining there was some sort of handshake one way or the other here, right? Like how does that happen? Just you, just one of those one of those crazy coincidences. One of those crazy coincidences that, like rich people all know each other uh and and can get each other jobs. That's just ins- I I was like, I saw this and I felt like I had, I, I felt like I had uncovered something I shouldn't have seen. Right. Like, like, like I've, I've, I've descended into the depths and I've seen the, I've seen the skull and bones ritual. And I, right. like, now I, now I've, I've, I've seen this fucked up thing and I know the truth, but it's just like out there. This is just like on uh muggle net. Um, yeah, it's it's definitely the vibe of feeling like you uncovered a conspiracy in like the government office, except it's not. It's just kind of out there and it's public information it's now public, that was never hidden. Public information that was never hidden and no one either no one cares or no one's put it together. Like I searched on the Reddit, like there's no one there's not a peep. No one and not even in, a, in a, like like I was expecting at least a like like T I L uh uh shower thought. Eddie Redmayne is the brother of the CEO of Pottermore or something, right? There's not even that. It's just like, 
hidden in plain sight there is no uh no no commentary on this so we are on the shrieking shack we are breaking this news that is not news at all <laughs> that yeah uh, i i i i hate to i hate to shatter anyone's worldview but i think uh rich people are a scam yeah uh, hank green don't listen to this but um rich people hank are green... unbelievable aren't they what the fuck hey hey fellow rich people uh get each other get each other acting and ceo gigs in harry potter uh, uh related fields huh is this what hank was talking about when he was like hello fellow rich people um don't do this like don't don't let the brothers be be ceo of pottermore and and the star of fantastic beasts otherwise we're gonna get a marxist revolution oh. i think this is specifically maybe what he was talking about maybe maybe and that's and that's why he had to like backpedal and apologize to jk rowling after those other tweets because <laughs> right. she saw them and was like i'm sending a sniper to your location <laughs> exactly <laughs> yeah i think we might be onto something here uh i don't know like this is just fucking like there's no like, like there's no other information about this right like like there there's one interview i found where at the end of the interview of charlie uh uh redmayne they ask him about Eddie and we're like, oh, everyone in the family is so proud of Eddie. Yeah, this this is such like a, a uncovering this that is not hidden is is very clear to me that it's just supposed to be very good and normal and and not weird that that like they would be brothers. Like, of course. Right. This is how the world works. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's like the sad truth of it. It's, it's like we're not uncovering anything weird. It's just like, yep every all when, once you hit a certain money level everyone knows each other and and it just sort of like of, of course the the ceo's brother would be a famous rich actor because why wouldn't he be <laughs> or right. the other way around uh we saw that very funny interview with um uh what is eddie's brother's name charlie redmayne charlie redmayne uh and he's kind of talking a little bit inside baseball about the launch of Pottermore. It seemed more of like an industry interview where he's kind of talking about how uh, Pottermore is like the next step for publishing, which is very funny considering I assume this was around the time that Pottermore was that like message board. This is yeah, this uh, is back when Pottermore was a thing. Yeah, when it was like a social network. Next step in publishing. What is he? What is uh, Charlie Redmayne up to now? Because like, I I know that he he brought publishers onto the internet with Pottermore more um what's what's his what's his new hotness like i said he's 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 currently the ceo of bloomsbury like he just he just like mm. did a lateral move to like to this publishing company that also happens to like get all of the new harry potter that's pretty cushy books, right like oh ah oh, darn pottermore pottermore tanked but i'm just gonna go over here and hey jk i'm gonna call you up on the phone please don't send any snipers my way but could i get um <laughs> could i maybe publish um the book that has the painting of voldemort uh sucking on a snake's titty and sell it for fifty dollars so zc right. can't buy it and read it for the uh for the episode because it's way too expensive and also no one has scanned it and put it online uh, so they can find it for free and read it. It's really fifty bucks. That's that's steep. It's more it's been out than for that many now, years. I think it's like even more because it's like oh. out of print. They did like one thing, so oh. it's, it's someone Bummer. should scan that. 
put it online for free. I still I still think that the the snake titty illustration is the the artist being confused about milking a snake. Yeah, me too. Like I, I like I 100% believe uh, like the, they had a bunch of artists that like read the book and stuff um and that was like it was like okay, draw some concept art and that's what they came up with or it was just like I don't know. It's like kind of cool and freaky, I guess. It is. It's it's freaky in like a body horror way. Like it's a good painting. I just I I, I can't help but look at it and go like, this isn't intentionally weird. This is just someone who didn't know that milking snakes <laughs> was a phrase, right? Like, <laughs> that's what I think. Yeah, yeah. So, um, another day, another lesson that uh, the system is broken uh and and uh and rich people all live and in an incestuous nightmare world let's move on to our reading i guess maybe there's not much news going on right now with with jk you know falling out of uh, off the internet and and you know uh, uh tom felton hasn't emerged from the woods to announce any more roller coasters recently true um, and you know magical mischief month still is just a huge question mark oh, um, actually yeah let's talk about that real quick can you tell me <laughs> can you tell us uh, all about what magical mischief month uh uh meant today uh sure let me let me just pull it up on twitter real quick because pottermore um which they have changed their twitter uh display name to pottermore mischievous like yes. get it do you get it ah i do and get it there's a gif on their page with a quote that's my nickname and then the text of the tweet is what's your favorite moment of magic go- going wrong hashtag magical mischief but the gif is just a quill pen writing out ronald weasley and then jumbling the letters up to say runal Waslib, which if you remember was the was snape isn't it snape misreading the name in hair in the book harry is taken because there's like water stains on it or something like something, it's not yeah something like that like a little gag that happens yeah. very briefly not it's... really a case of magical mischief <laughs> i i they have three I don't days. Under, I don't understand. They have I don't three get it. days to explain to us what Magical Mischief Month is. Uh, also, I'm sorry. We have a uh, piece of actual breaking news here. You're kidding me. Breaking fucking news posted one minute ago on wizardsandwhatnot.com. What is that? <laughs> uh, it's a vertical of fan sided, which is a, a some fucking blog sure um are you ready yeah this is really exciting some live breaking news i know we've had some news happen uh like right before recording but this is kind of unprecedented yeah well it's, yeah, this might not be as as thrilling as that uh no. that time uh this is called <laughs> this is published one minute ago and Ooh. it's called draco malfoy is no romantic hero he's a bully that is quite the scoop that is quite a fucking scoop. <laughs> Let's see. There's been a tendency in the last few years to romanticize Draco Malfoy, but if we examine his actions in the books, Draco is nothing more than a bully. That's that's their header there. That's a powerful one. Uh, I know, I know. Tom Felton is cute and he's charming and he's all around. He's an all around good guy off screen. I would take. Uh, hmm. 
I, I question maybe all three of those assertions. I think <laughs> after watching that documentary where he behaved like a robot, and I've seen his cameos. Yeah, honestly, he seems kind of like a jackass. Sorry, Tom Felton, if you're listening. <laughs> so, Tom Felton, if you're listening, uh, can we get a cameo, please, for less than four hundred and forty-four dollars? Because um, you can come on the show and clear your name if you would like. Absolutely. Uh, but if we take Tom Felton out of the equation and focus only on Draco Malfoy's book doings, he's anything but a romantic ideal. He's not a tortured boy pushed towards making the wrong choices. He's not a victim of his parents' beliefs, and he's most definitely not crying out for help. No, he is a bully, and worst of all, he's a bully that uses someone else's power to lord over others. You can be you can be a victim of your parents' beliefs and also still be a racist jackass. Those yeah, things but, are not mutually exclusive. <laughs> you're right. Because Draco Malfoy isn't really powerful, it's only his connections his connection to his father and his father's connection to Voldemort that gives him any kind of status within Hogwarts. Well, that and his money. He uses both of these indiscriminately to position himself within Hogwarts as the antithesis to Harry, as the yin to his yang. That's okay. Sure. Have I, have I really, are, are we just fooling around here on this podcast? Is, is the real moneymaker, the real jackpot is just like rereading Harry Potter and writing a think piece about what is in the text. <laughs> Like, like writing writing a book report and posting it on a blog yeah please is that How the hotness yeah what is it what is this per article we could do this no problem um i'm just gonna skip ahead here and i'm gonna read the last paragraph and then the link to the next article in this series are you sure. ready yeah um uh so let's not let tom felton's charisma confuse us into thinking draco malfoy wasn't that bad he really really was then there's a big button right underneath that that says next draco malfoy isn't the villain that we all paint him to be oh my god (laughs) (laughs) that's stunning Uh, which is it what if it's both that's shades of gray shit what if it's both damn it's so funny to like cite tom felton's charm and and uh, from the movies because he's barely in them like i know he's gonna be in the sixth one but he like barely gets a minute of runtime in the in the first few yeah did he even appear in four did we see him at all yeah the ferret scene oh that's right yeah he gets a ferret put down his pants that's oh no he becomes the ferret. ferret he is the pants ferret yeah that's right and then other than that well and then in the sixth book he is uh brooding about in a in a waiter's suit (laughs) yes he's wearing he's wearing an italian he's he's gonna uh, he's gonna serve someone some sanguini uh in uh yeah i guess he does he does a lot of i suppose like handsome brooding in that movie so maybe that's what they're referring to yeah god and then and then and then he goes on cameo and stands next to a garbage can to wish someone a happy birthday (laughs) okay it is time for us to talk about our reading i think it is but i'm gonna hold our reading hostage for one more small hell yes oh i know i love it what do you got two weeks ago we spoke about this but i'd like to provide an update and it's that i tried um uh, orange vanilla coke zero oh yeah uh, the other day and i thought it was really good I've okay, so I've not tried the zero yet, and I've heard really good things. The zero is really good. Um, however, I did think it tasted like a creamsicle, like one hundred percent creamsicle bottle hmm. flavoring in there. I will have to find a bottle of the zero and try it myself because I 
have now not just from you but like from multiple people have messaged me to say that the zero is like better than the normal one yeah no i i really liked it so if you want to get yourself a creamsicle and like a a shot glass of like coffee beans and then some (laughs) some orange vanilla coke zero and do like a little taste test um that that could be good a blind taste test yeah sounds like some instagram content yeah also coca-cola if you're listening we've would be happy with a sponsorship yeah kind of sellouts yeah yeah sure coca-cola if you're listening just just send it to the patreon but like do it under a name where i don't know that it's you so i don't have to think about it and be guilty (laughs) borange beer borange beer beer just signed up hello this is mr coke r cola Uh, Yeah, right. no, I, will, I will not. I will not hold our reading hostage any longer. I love it. I love we, it. We kind of have a, a lot to cover. We do. These are long chapters, or at least the first one's quite long. They are. Um, the first one is chapter nine, and it's called "The Woes of Mrs. Weasley." Harry's just now leaving the courtroom in the Ministry of Magic, and he, on his way out, Mr. Weasley asks him, "You know what happened?" and says that Dumbledore apparently did not tell him the outcome of the trial so harry tells him that he was cleared of all charges uh then the the full court kind of walks out and and arthur is surprised that harry was tried by the full court um percy also walks out and kind of ignores arthur uh weasley and harry as they're leaving the ministry uh they do run into lucius malfoy who is talking with um uh the minister of magic Arthur kind of explains uh, to Harry that Lucius is, is pretty well connected because he donates a lot of money and kind of has the ear of ear of the minister. Uh, although he doesn't think that the minister is like in league with Voldemort or anything. Uh, and also Harry and Lucius have like a little, a little back and forth uh, where Harry says that he's good at escaping because Lucius is kind of taunting him because he was in the graveyard. On his way out, Harry does put a bunch of money in the fountain because he had said as he was coming in that if he got cleared of all of the charges, he would donate a bunch of money. The money in the fountain goes to uh, St. Mungo's, I believe. Um, And in this encounter with the fountain, Harry even notices politics even more. um, And he kind of thinks that centaurs would never uh, look up at wizards and witches like that. But a house elf might. Um, Harry does get back to Grimmauld Place and and tells the news and and Harry and or not Harry Hermione and Ron are are so relieved everyone was uh, worried that he was going to get expelled so they kind of all all celebrate there. Uh, a few days later, Harry, Hermione, and Ron are kind of still helping out and they're they're cleaning Grimmauld Place and Hermione has a conversation with Harry and Ron where she kind of implies and, and says that she thinks that Sirius is a little bit disappointed that Harry got cleared because he was imagining that if Harry was expelled, he would get to uh, live at Grimmauld Place and keep him company and then also was probably feeling guilty for that. Um, and Harry is... Uh, kind of offended by that say like oh do you think you know Sirius is crazy um uh, and Hermione just says well I'm just just saying saying what I think um uh the uh kids all receive their school lists eventually it's it's almost the start of term uh but it's at this point where we find out that Hermione and Ron were made uh Gryffindor prefects um and Ron is kind of like having mixed feelings it was super unexpected everyone is kind of expressing like 
oh, Ron, congratulations, but why? Um, And Harry is feeling disappointed and jealous and is now feeling guilty for being jealous and is kind of putting the pieces together with the way Dumbledore has been acting toward him and and doesn't understand why he has kind of a moment of like righteous anger uh, where he lists all of his accomplishments in his own head and he's like, why was I not made prefect? Why would it be Ron? Uh, but he feels pretty bad about it. Uh, Mrs. Weasley goes out and kind of buys their their books and supplies for them. Uh, and she also buys Ron a broomstick uh, as is like kind of customary in that family. Like every prefect kind of gets like a special gift. So Ron is really happy. It's his first ever uh, new non-hand-me-down broomstick. Uh, there is a dinner and it's kind of the night before they go back to Hogwarts. Uh, and it's also like a celebration for Hermione and Ron becoming prefects. Uh, during that, uh, Moody pulls Harry aside to uh, ostensibly like share with him something that Harry might like. And it's a photo of the old Order Order of the Phoenix members. But as, as Moody is going through the members, uh, which is just like a, a long list of names that we're probably only going to hear the one time, uh, most of them are are dead in horrible ways. We also see the long bottoms that are obviously like tortured uh, into insanity that Harry knows already. And then Harry's parents are also in the picture and Harry kind of thinks to himself like, Oh, Moody thought I wanted to see this, but actually it was horrible. Uh, so Harry kind of wanders out of the dinner. You know, he, he slips out. Uh, it is also mentioned that, uh, that Molly Weasley is kind of going upstairs to clear out a boggart. Uh, but when Harry kind of wanders up there, uh, maybe to go to bed, he hears crying and Molly Weasley is in the room uh, and she has kind of succumbed to the Boggart who is manifesting as her dead children. Uh, Lupin intervenes and and banishes the Boggart. Molly says like, oh, I'm, I'm being silly. Like, um, I, I shouldn't have... Uh, fallen for this and and harry is kind of just like realizing the gravity of the situation between the the picture of all the dead order members and then molly weasley being worried that her her kids are going to be killed from this uh conflict with voldemort that's the end of the chapter that's a lot that's a long one and i get the feeling that we're we're gonna find out why because it just feels like these are a lot of scenes that someone refused to cut um that all kind (laughs) of say the same thing but we'll get to that um the exit from the courtroom uh is kind of funny because i guess that this confirms that like dumbledore has not told any of the order members why he's being a jackass is dumbledore avoiding everyone What's Dumbledore's I this is, this problem? Is the part, this is the part I don't understand. I don't understand why Dumbledore left the courtroom and then did not tell Arthur Weasley that Harry was cleared. <laughs> yeah. Why? Why, uh, why is that a secret? I, I, I don't know what Dumbledore's deal is. I, and I can't remember if we're going to find out whether whether it's something like, oh, I, I'm not going to talk to anyone even within close proximity to Harry or if it's just he's got along on his mind it's very strange the, the i, thing I that, the thing that kills me about that it, like specifically dumbledore not telling arthur weasley is that i would not have thought about it if it hadn't been pointed out to me because right. if harry had come out and arthur had been like looking anxious and upset and harry had said i'm cleared of all charges and that was that i wouldn't have thought anything of it like 
I don't know, maybe he was getting water when Dumbledore came out of the courtroom. Maybe, <laughs> may, maybe he was in the bathroom. Like I just, it wouldn't have been something that I would have accounted for if the text didn't go out of its way to say, Arthur saying Dumbledore didn't tell me. <laughs> it's so weird like Dumbledore could have just like left the courtroom through a different door right like it could have been anything uh so that part's very strange and I gotta say I'm you know I'm glad to have Lucius Malfoy back because I I I love the way he's written I love his his bitchiness generally however I feel like he probably could have started with a better insult than oh Patronus Potter is here (laughs) <laughs> That's not really much of an it's like, oh, the little the little kid who can do a really badass spell that no one else can do is here. It's like, very uh. funny. Like everyone is it's maybe the most impressive thing that Harry can do. Yeah, he 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 probably like got like partially got you know uh uh let off in the case because the the uh, Amelia Bones or whatever was impressed and figured he should stay at school, right? Like that sort of implied uh, that Quidditch she was... prodigy Harry Potter. Like, thanks, bitch. What? <laughs> yeah, like you just just telling me what I'm good at. Like, <laughs> like you, I do enjoy their conversation, though. I like the the dig about like, yeah, I'm good at escaping things. Uh, line. Harry Potter, who passed all his classes last year. <laughs> Harry Potter, who has a cool broom. Harry Potter. <laughs> It get a load like, of this guy it feels like filler it feels like something that you're like oh, i can't think of like a funny insult here so i'm just <laughs> gonna stick in like patronus potter and come back to it later you just imagine like internally like like lucius is like all right here he comes say something say something cool insult him and then he's like <laughs> patronus potter fuck god damn it oh <laughs> you're better than this lucius you damn ah, it damn it fuck so that part's pretty funny um and Harry noticing politics is uh, it happens twice here. That thing where he's like, like, why? Why is Lucius talking to the minister? You know, are they is is there a conspiracy there? And Arthur just basically, going, yes, is is kind of funny. Yes, uh, it's money. <laughs> yes, the conspiracy is money, Harry. Yeah. <laughs> It's we- kind of weird to me that Harry was wondering if um, Fudge was under the Imperious Curse because we know what people behave like under the Imperious Curse and it seems to be like a crazy person. Um, Wouldn't and, it be more likely that Fudge would be just like also a Death Eater? Right, yeah. But <laughs> Harry, Harry's like going like the opposite of Occam's Razor here. It's like, okay, the, the most convoluted thing possible here must be true. It seems weird, especially after Harry just had this revelation that Fudge is bad. Although I guess like he's trying to account for all of Fudge's new behavior as being under the Imperious curse. I don't know. That part's pretty funny. I just I you know, I I love Lucius. I just, you know, after last book where one of I think one of the highlights of the uh, Quidditch World Cup was all of all of uh, Lucius's mean insults about the Weasleys. I feel like he just could have come up with something better than Patronus Potter. Yeah, it's pretty disappointing coming from him. I, I In our next chapter, Draco also says something very funny kind of in oh. that vein to me. So I guess it's like they're they're both kind of going through whatever that is where they can't come up with good insults. <laughs> they, 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 you know, it's been a long time since the Malfoy family has sat down and watched Point Break together. And they've sort of <laughs> lost that like poetic edge that they've had, you know. No, they need I, to I indulge know, in some like, art. 
Because they went through this whole summer, but Lucius is busy with the Death Eaters now, and he's just not coming home for Point Break night with his family. <laughs> they're just not, they're, they're not indulging in the arts and, and keeping their minds sharp. Um, so Harry noticing politics at the fountain. I really liked this scene, and I liked the, this is a spew callback that I kind of liked uh, with, with Harry sort of like chuckling to himself about like, oh, shit if hermione could see this fucked up statue that'd be that'd be kind of funny um i i have such conflicted feelings about harry's use of money in these chapters he dumps so much money in the fountain he okay so we know that 10 galleons is a lot of money right like i don't remember i don't remember what's what's the what's the conversion here well let's, I, let's put it let's put it this way um ron or uh, excuse me fred and george are starting a business with a thousand right like like they will be getting a building they will be getting a, a lease on a building with a thousand galleons uh and like paying employees and stuff so 10 galleons is probably i can tell you because i found a very very charming website that is the oh. i i i'm trying to i would like to describe it because it has um the like vibe of a geocities site with like yes. a with like a tiled texture stone background oh that's beautiful um, all of the text on it is like run it's like text that's been run through a photoshop like bevel and emboss filter yes and it's the gringotts wizard bank wizard to muggle currency converter and that's all it does like you can just type it in and it it'll convert for you uh and i will tell you that according to this website 10 galleons is 48 dollars and 10 cents that's so he he put more than 50 bucks in the in the in the fucking fountain which you just can, seems you can like, also convert to pounds this is a great website oh this will be handy in the future because i feel like we're going to be getting more and more currency talk uh um i guess that means that uh fred and george pay about 50 bucks for those seeds in this chapter later or in the next chapter yeah um yeah so he dumps 50 bucks in the fountain <laughs> So that's that's uh, I think a little dumb, um, especially because later on we see Mrs. Weasley like realizing that she's probably not going to be able to afford a broom for her kid, right? Like just just some weird, some weird this shit. Is, going this is on. like this is like classic rich people philanthropy behavior, which is Harry saying like I will donate money to the to the nonprofit hospital, but only if I get. <laughs> cleared of all charges <laughs> only if i get what i want will i do this uh, i will donate one galleon to saint mungo's if you send me a screenshot of your donation uh mm. to saint Mungo's. <laughs> um but I, I other than that i do like that scene i think that's quite cute but we need to talk about the most insane part that has happened in any of these books so far Ooh. uh this he got off dance <laughs> what's what's going on here joe you know she likes the clever little wink emoji masturbation jokes um, she does that's true she really loves the jerking off jokes honestly this is another one where i i was like am i am i reading into it sort of thing it, so i that was my first takeaway, but I feel like that's an even more common expression in England than it is here. 
Okay. Like interesting. Yeah, I have no I have no frame of reference. I I in my experience that is that that is a very common phrase uh in the UK and I just I the imagery here, here is, a, is lot. a lot. I guess I guess I'll I guess we should break it down. I mean, not that there is much to it, but you know, everyone in the room is very tense. They're like, oh, is he gonna is he gonna be expelled? Is he gonna go to Azkaban? Like what's gonna happen? And he 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 tells them, I got off. To which all of the teens in the room get up and began begin chanting and dancing around the table over a like a comical period of time um, through the rest of this section, uh, and so all of the text is interspersed with them chanting in all caps stylistically in the text. He got off. He got off. He got off. <laughs> over and over and over again until Mrs. Weasley has had enough and says, "Shut up." <laughs> it has that has to be the joke right because like there's it like makes a pointed reference to like Ginny is laughing and, and like joining in as well and like like the fred and george are chanting at each other like sneering at harry like it has to be it just it comes out of nowhere and is and this book is generally like very atmospheric and brooding so to have this like this isolated scene that is a cartoon and a cartoon that is like an extended masturbation joke, or not masturbation joke, but a, a cum joke is very, it's very, it's funny. really a lot. And I, and I get that. I mean, I really think that this book kind of does a sort of good job of Harry specifically being brooding, thinking that things are very serious while everyone else is carrying on like it's a game and, and kind of running around in a circle screaming, he got off. But this is very, very over the top. It's it's too much. I, th- my favorite part of this scene, I, I have to say, is um, uh, Hermione saying like, "Oh, I knew, I knew, I knew you would would be cleared of all charges or whatever." But she's clearly like <laughs> very, very, very worried. Like there's oh, some yeah. cute little moments there. Um, it's I like this part. Uh, aside from the bizarre dance and song, um, this whole return to grimald place thing where where um uh harry harry comes back and is like reuniting with his friends and everyone's relieved and then they get the letters about the prefect stuff i really liked all this stuff a lot i think the scene with hermione saying that she thinks that sirius um wanted harry to get expelled at least like a part of him is a really standout moment and i don't know if that's just because i really felt for hermione here mhm um uh, on the other hand I, i'm not this is gonna be the last time i mention this because i otherwise i will beat this to death until the end of time i am a little bit mad that hermione's character went from being a child who is has no emotional intelligence doesn't understand how people feel but now she's a woman now she's grown up so all of a sudden she is transformed into the knower of people's feelings right i was that's going what women to ask... are supposed to do right i was gonna ask you i liked that scene until she add she tacked on the part at the end where she says also he probably feels guilty about that right like i i think that her intuiting like like the, the her her saying like oh i think um sirius wanted you to get expelled is interesting because it is both her displaying 
maybe a, a heightened sense of emotional intelligence than she had previously, but she is still telling people things at the wrong time, right? Like, yeah, right. Like, like, like I read that and was like, oh, that's really clever. It's like kind of, to, it's kind of like a halfway point where she's like, you know, she's she's getting better at reading emotions, but she still is values being correct over being like giving people space right Mm -hmm. but then she goes on to also further psychoanalyze seriously like also he feels bad about it 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 was just like one too many things yeah i i definitely think that especially because i i really like this idea of having having a a woman character who is really emotionally unintelligent and like doesn't know when to you know be right versus like whatever else so it's just, kind just of a, waiting to tell someone something until the right time right like like hermione is rarely wrong she's just she just can't help herself from like declaring that she's right in the moment right like yeah overall i did i did this was still a standout scene for me mostly because i love the serious setup and all of this i love how immature and and weird he is and i love and i love harry standing up for him even though he has all evidence to the contrary that he shouldn't it is this is this has been like my most standout surprise of this entire book um i i just i love the setup of all that stuff the other thing that has surprised me more than anything else is that um i think it's extremely obvious that he's going to die yes yeah i uh I kind of picked up on that too. That they're they are spending so much time building him out here. I am really enjoying that, and it's something that's been so unexpected because I think my takeaway as a kid reading this is that it came out of nowhere. I I it was I was completely blindsided by that, and I, I think that just like comes down to kids being less experienced reading mm-hmm. stuff being set up like that. Whereas this, I'm reading this, I'm like, oh, it's so obvious that he's he's going to die at the end of this book. Like going into it. Um, we knew, I, I know that JK Rowling said in interviews before this book came out that someone was going to die. And I remember reading this as a kid and I, being so scared and trying to speculate who it was going to be. And I just had no idea. I thought it was going to be Ron. I, I can't, I couldn't tell you why, but I went mm, into that, this book oh, going. That, that's, that's genius though, because I, I think that that is a good, like the way Ron is set up is getting, getting like everything that he ever wanted in this book and then having that it's, I mean, it's the, it's the tragedy set up, right? Yeah. Yeah. I was convinced it was going to be wrong. I, and I think it was less to do with, less to do with that. And I think for me, I was like, Ron's going to die and Harry's going to be upset that he never like fully made up with him or something. Like that was what I was worried was going to happen. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That stuff is, let's let's talk about that let's talk about ron here this this prefect stuff um uh i really like this scene this is one of my favorite ron scenes we've gotten in the in these books period i think yeah Um, i i i love the way that this tension is set up it works so much better for me than him being jealous about the triwizard tournament from last book yeah no kidding i uh i i just i appreciate the you know as the youngest kid having kind of like two two paths set out in front of him he has there are his psycho jokester brothers that he who he you know he doesn't he he doesn't feel like he is 
following in their footsteps but he also hates his uh annoying cop brother right yeah and and also the excitement that his mom is having which i think is also i mean i i think that mrs weasley being shown as flawed works really well for me here because she should be excited for her kids whether or not they are the prefect right but but yes yeah but he he's finally kind of getting getting the attention that he's always wanted um along with along with the the broom and the stuff and the in the congratulatory dinner and there's and there's like this under this like uncomfortable undercurrent of him like being a percy replacement for molly right like after after you know percy has been kind of excommunicated from the family and then like like you know molly uh, is is elated to have something to be proud of ron for I mean, there's there. It's a joke in the scene, but the uh, the the part where she's like rattling off all the all the you know the kids she's proud of and doesn't mention Fred and George, and they're just like, "What are we, the next door neighbors?" Right? Like, like it's a really uncomfortable moment. Like, they handle it with grace, but it's 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 dark, right? Like, yeah, um, yeah. I really like that family drama stuff, and I I also. This is another speaking of like predictions that were wrong that stemmed from this book. Um Hermione's reaction, Hermione running in expecting to congratulate Harry and like like running to give him a hug and stuff. This is where I thought that like oh, Harry and Hermione is going to be like the shit. Oh, yeah, big time. Yeah, and also they get left alone together when Ron leaves to talk to his mom about the broom. Yes. Yeah, I was 100% I was like, "Oh, okay. This it, it's going to be Hermione Harry." Um which I still think would be better to be clear, but but you know, that's not how things panned out. But that scene is very funny. Uh they the sort of like, "Oh, con- congratulations, Ron." Like like they're everyone's kind of like politely confused reactions are very cute. Harry's jealousy with Ron over this what do you make of that aspect the scene kind of directly following this where harry gets in his own head um i am having a little bit of trouble with some of this prefix stuff um i understand that like probably the actual real canonical answer here is just that dumbledore is being goofy and has a plan for everybody but i don't understand why it is such a given that harry or ron would be a prefect i don't know why the prefect isn't like lee jordan I'm sure Lee Jordan goes to his damn classes. Like, I I don't, I don't get that part of it. No, no, me either. I, I, the the two things I don't get are, are, um, why Harry cares about this specifically. Cause the one, the one that I do understand is it's, it's either this book or next book where Harry, where Ron becomes keeper on the Quidditch team. Right. And they, they like have like an actual rivalry Uh huh. here. Harry even says to himself, like, in this scene, that he wasn't even thinking about prefect badges and, like, basically only seems to want one because it would be a big deal. And I don't really know where this fame seeking Harry thing is coming from because the end of Goblet of Fire was Harry was so selfless, he, he refused to win the Triwizard Tournament. Like, directly that's the last like time he grappled with this choice every every instinct i have about harry's character is imagining that if he were made prefect he would hate it because it would draw attention to him right 
And people, yeah. would, I mean, that that is the path that I imagine. And people would think that he got it because he's Dumbledore's favorite, on and on and on. Um, so I had a hard time. I, I did have a hard time buying into his jealousy. Um, and he also does the thing that he did um, before um, when he didn't understand why he wasn't brought to Grimmauld Place which is a way more, um, I think, realistic disappointment and jealousy for him to have, where he lists all of his accomplishments as they relate to Voldemort. And it felt very out of place for him to sit down and do the same things. Like, why am I not a prefect? I fought a basilisk. That, yeah, that, that right. part, I'm like, what are you, what are you talking about? So, <laughs> so, in that, so in that way, it felt a little bit like retreading the same scene again, but less effective yes. for Harry. It, it was weird right because basically he's saying like why am i not a prefect i've broken tons of rules and nearly died like that doesn't make much sense the other part that i found very strange about this and this sort of relates to my feelings about like the hermione scene is that why is he specifically jealous of ron and like why does hermione being a prefect not enter into this is it just because he, he can't assumes? get the he can't get the girl badge <laughs> that's okay fair enough that's, I guess the, so. that's the girl one the girl one but ron got the boy one i i i find it odd that that he is not equally as upset about hermione in this case i mean obviously it's not the badge he could have gotten but like it's still both of his friends being prefects right after both of his friends were hanging out all summer without him you know like like it just seems like it would be he'd be mad at both of them again yeah i think that comes through a little bit more at least better in the next chapter where he's separate he's physically separated from Mm -hmm. them um but this this one just just feels a little weird and i don't know if i really buy it from harry i also uh, this is kind of tangentially related i feel like i'm missing some cultural context with the prefix thing a little bit like the boarding school prefect culture to understand why anyone would want to do that it's just you're just a glorified hall monitor right yes <laughs> yeah it's 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 entirely an authority thing it's um i think you i think it's you know it's a it's a bit like being valedictorian or whatever right it's just like it, yeah it's... yeah except you have a bunch of shit you gotta do i mean yeah. ron ron proves in like literally the next chapter that he's a little fash anyway but <laughs> right um, it's just like harry's harry's jealousy it it just there's a reading of it where i that i think is kind of good which is that harry is going to be mad about anything right he's depressed and no matter what happens he's going to read it in the worst possible way um, I think that could have been made a little clearer here because it just feels, yeah. it just feels out of character. Yeah, I and and it, it, Harry mostly just because we get an insight into Harry's Harry's brain, like the the stuff about him wanting the power of being a prefect or whatever. Like I get it in that moment. It's just that like everything I know about Harry up to this point has been like, no, he doesn't want power at all. He'd rather not have anything. Whereas we know ron hates the the lesser peoples uh and and thinks house elves should be slaves so you know he he'll he'll love it he loves to be fash right yeah i mean he 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 has like his moment of indecision in this chapter but uh uh you know sometimes you have to decide whether whether you're going to be a cop or or a vlogger (laughs) he he made he made the wrong choice (laughs) this party then 
Um, oh God, this is a long chapter, huh? Yeah. Um, uh, this party scene, Harry is still brooding. Um, Sirius, is Sirius even at the party? He's just locked up in his room, isn't he? No, I think he's, no, I think he's throwing kind of a fit that apparently did not, um, uh, end up on my radar when I was. Yeah. Uh, I, I like, um, Tonks here just because I, I like Tonks just saying like, oh, I wasn't the prefect because I was a, I was a fucking idiot or whatever right like that, that was that was Not pretty funny very relatable thank you tonks it, thank you tonks i also would would never be prefect um moody there's a lot going on here but i think the most important thing is this the scene with moody in this photograph uh which i think is a good scene but this is definitely one that we're, we're gonna get two scenes that are basically the same thing back to back um which are uh moody handing harry this photograph and saying like hey you'll like this this is a bunch of dead people um uh and and harry realizing like oh no all these people died horribly because of voldemort and realizing how serious everything is uh it's a good moment and then after this he's going to get another scene with molly where he realizes uh how serious everything is because of voldemort and it's like "Mm, you could have picked one of these scenes i think it feels so uh, kind of on the nose how those things happen right in a row that it's like there are two things that happen in one house that harry needs to see to realize how serious everything is but also like nobody else like ron and hermione are are ignorant of it just it just feels it feels weird that it would happen one thing right after another isn't it ironic (laughs) it's like a bog art (laughs) that's that is your dead kid uh yeah i and i really like the molly scene a lot actually um i think it's way more effective than the photograph scene um the photograph scene is just sort of whatever it's like rattling names off or whatever but like seeing someone have like an actual emotional reaction to the prospect of like their child dying is a lot more intense uh and and provides actual character development right like i i I liked the bogart stuff a lot also the first time we've seen a bogart be like actually scary really like bogarts have sort of been a big joke why does everyone have the dumbest fears in the (laughs) world i (laughs) this this is very dumb office job why would everyone's Boggart not be like their dead left ones? Why is Lupin's the moon? Does he not care about or... anyone? <laughs> I, um, I just I don't care about yeah. that. Like it's not if if you have something, it's like this is your this is your biggest fear, and everyone's is like a joke. It's like oh, it's spiders, or like oh, it's a giant jack in the box, or like oh, it's the moon. That's fine because all those things are like the same. They're in the same category of phobia. Um, I feel like as soon as you introduce like Molly's biggest fear is her children dying horribly. It kind of, <laughs> it kind of, it kind of calls yeah, all those other things it, into it, question okay. a little bit. You're right. It sort of has the same vibe as like when you ask someone like, uh, you know, you're in a, a, a group of people and you're just breaking the ice. She's like, oh, if you had, if you had one wish, what would you wish for? And someone's like, I want a, an Xbox. And then someone else is like, I would have wished for world peace and that Hitler never lived, but yours is good too. <laughs> I guess right like <laughs> right yeah i mean there's like there's a world where like someone asks you what your biggest fear is and your answer is like probably like oh i don't know uh heights but then like really it's like i don't know death like th- things are just like a little bit on a different 
different <laughs> realms. So it's kind of weird to see them uh, juxtaposed in the same scene, especially since we see Molly's and then it's like Lupin shows up and it's just like, ah, oh, it's that damn moon again, which is once again referred to as a silvery orb. <laughs> Harry, no, Harry knows it's the damn moon now. Does he? <laughs> no, no, I guess not. I guess he's Hermione a huge dumbass. Does. Hermione does. Harry's just a fucking stupid guy. He doesn't know. He's why like, does oh, no, that why does no, why does no one know what the moon looks like? <laughs> I just, uh, just this Lupin walking to me like Molly. You, you've got to disassociate. You've got, you've got to shed your humanity and just, I don't know, be afraid of, be afraid of doors or something. You can't be afraid of of your children dying. <laughs> Oh my god. Yeah, it, it's like a very effective scene, but it, it, I guess it is something that is another case of uh ch- children's book thing having to make the leap into adult book thing, right? Like now it's a serious spy novel and people's fears aren't just clowns, they're they're like existential now. It's a little weird. Yeah. That's a, that's a very that's a very nitpicky thing. But uh, again, like I I do think like the photo followed by that scene is very redundant and like, a little one. much. Like like it's already a long chapter. Just pick one. We don't need the party. Do you have any closing thoughts for chapter nine? No, this is a long chapter, and I think I think we've covered all the important stuff. I mean, there's there's lots more in here, but it's like it's just big. It's a big chapter. Lots going on. Harry got off. Good for Harry, him. Harry got off. Uh, congratulations, Harry. Um, but next we'll be in uh, chapter 10, which is called Luna Lovegood. Um, this is a bit shorter as far as like things happening. Um, it's like a shorter span of time. So the next morning uh, they're running late for the train and it's just general general chaos. Uh, Fred and George knock Jenny down some flights of stairs. Molly's upset on and on. Uh, Harry does have to have a guard to go to the train that includes Moody and Tonks. Tonks is there and is just kind of uh, being being friendly, being chatty with Harry, just kind of uh, more more evidence that she's just a nice down-to-earth lady. Um, Sirius goes along in dog form, even though Dumbledore told him not to, and Harry thinks it's kind of all, all in good fun, no big deal. Dumbledore's just being, a, being rude for no reason and Harry's just like has enough resentment with Dumbledore that he he thinks that he's probably wrong. Um, they do get on the train. Harry uh, thinks like, oh, we're going to get a car together. But it's at that moment that they tell him that they have to go to the prefect car and do and do patrols. So Harry is is separated from them. Harry and uh, Ginny go to find somewhere to sit and end up sitting in a in a train car with uh, Luna Lovegood. Um Ginny says, kind of introduces her and says, oh, she's, she's fine. Uh, she does call her Looney. Um, and we go in and we get kind of the, the introduction to Luna Lovegood. And she's sitting there and she's reading the quibbler. Um, Neville also comes and sits with them. Uh, we just get, ne- Luna just says some, some quirky stuff, I guess, at them. Uh, Neville shows them a cactus that he got over the, over the break that has a bunch of like pustules and he pokes it and it explodes into a bunch of pus all over them. And wouldn't you know it just at that moment, Cho Chang 
uh, is there to say hi to Harry, and Harry's really embarrassed that he's covered in horrible cactus pus when when Cho shows up. Um, Ron and Hermione are kind of done getting debriefed uh, in the prefix car, um, and and they kind of come by to sit with them. And we find out that Draco has been made uh, the Slytherin boy prefect and Ron and Hermione have a little bit of an argument because Ron is excited to punish Crab and Goyle and Hermione because Draco is, is definitely going to come after uh, Harry and, and their friends with his to abuse his power. And Hermione says something along the lines of, well, then you're just sinking to his level. Um, Harry ends up reading some Quibbler articles because Luna does drop the drop the paper there. Uh, and so we get like a snapshot of some different articles that are in there. Hermione says that the Quibbler is rubbish. Uh, and at that point, Luna uh, says that her dad is the editor. Draco shows up and kind of taunts them a little bit. Uh, the key thing he says uh, is that because he's a he's a prefect, he's going to dog their footsteps uh and it's at that point that harry realizes that he's talking about sirius um because sirius is a dog uh and suddenly it is not so funny that sirius uh escorted him to the train uh they do arrive harry sees the thestrals for the first time uh ron still can't see them uh luna says i can see them too you're just as sane as i am and that's the end of the chapter okay First of all, I would really like to talk about Fred and George knocking their sister down several flights of stairs. Several flights of stairs. Uh, what's up with that? Is she okay? What happened? Uh, and why is she okay with it? Because she's she's the cool girl. It's no big deal. Just one of the, just one of the boys. She's just one of the boys. She's rough and tumble. She can get knocked down the flight she can of stairs. Knock, she can get knocked down multiple, multiple flights of stairs. Molly Weasley says something along the lines of she could have gotten hurt. I don't know how she didn't get hurt. I feel like she <laughs> right, could I, I, I feel like she could she have died. died. <laughs> yeah, it's, the bog it's, art, cool. it's no big could, deal. Yeah, the bog art could have been showing Molly something that was about to really no, happen. Yeah, the, the bog art was showing her, her kids getting, you know, brutally murdered by Voldemort. Uh, little did Molly know that Ginny was going to be knocked down several flights of stairs and killed by her own brothers. <laughs> Why? Oh, God, they're... they're... They're incorrigible, those, uh, those Weasley just, boys. It's just a um ep- epic put, push your sister down the stairs prank. Gone for their, wrong for their for their YouTube channel. Gone wrong. She died. <laughs> Here's something. So so this scene where they're going to um the station uh, and and Sirius is with them. I was really weirded out until I realized how kind of good and sad and pathetic it was that like Sirius is just like behaving like it's the return of dog brain we've gotten like Sirius <laughs> is just like behaving like a real dog he's got some serious dog brain he's got serious dog brain and he's it's really <laughs> sad uh he someone help Sirius my poor yeah. boy he's, he, he's he needs some help he needs some serious treatment of some sort um which I I guess makes sense um it 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 is sad it's it's very tragic grown grown ass 30 year old man behaving like a dog to impress a 15 year old is is really uh something it's it's very confusing it's 
it's very confusing because we also get that with that little detail from Prisoner of Azkaban where it's like the Dementors couldn't hurt him because he had dog brain. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm, I, I, I guess I'm back to being unsure if I should read it as sort of sad and sweet or if this is just, no, he's a dog when he's in dog form. Like, I, I don't quite get what the, what, what your brain functionality is, is like uh, when you are in animal form. It feels like if you really just had dog brain, then you would never turn back again. <laughs> right. I, I guess you, I don't yeah, know. I don't know what it's awareness? like to have dog brain. I don't know. Woof, woof. I, I can't see colors. Uh, don't feed me chocolate. Oh, if someone fed serious chocolate in dog form, would he die? I would say yes. Hmm. Yes, probably. Hmm. That's a little fucked up, don't you think? I mean, yes, it would. It would be fucked up. Yeah, better keep those chocolate frogs that way, because because dogs love to eat stuff. If Sirius ate chocolate as a human, but before it was digested, like immediately and turned into a dog, <laughs> into would a it dog. poison him? Would he die if if he ate chocolate? As a, okay, so like you know you know when you know when like a dog eats something they're not supposed to, and people have to like pull their jaws apart, and like no, right? You have to do that with Sirius. Like, ah, turn back into a human, stupid. You're gonna <laughs> die if you swallow that chocolate. Yeah, does he have to like account for his diet? I don't know. There's a lot of like weird stuff that's poisonous to dogs, it's, it's right? Just, like avocado is or something. Maybe that's yeah, birds. Yeah, that's just just I'm I'm so worried for Sirius here. I can't tell whether he's just like acting like a dog for funsies because it's to impress Harry, or or if or if he just okay. is dog. Actually, now. actually, I have other evidence to present here. Uh, oh, okay. All right. Um, Rita Skeeter becomes a beetle and overhears people's conversations oh. and and remembers mm-hmm. them. A beetle is not has no memory, right? Like, right. Uh, functionally, they are they are robots. Um, bug, yeah. Bug, no no thoughts or feelings, presumably. But she remembers and accounts for the things that she hears while she's a beetle. So she doesn't just have beetle brain. Okay, but yeah, you're right. So, so I don't know why ser- Sirius has dog brain. So Sir- Sirius has <laughs> self-inflicted dog brain. <laughs> I'm glad we could get to the bottom of this. Oh God. Okay, we've we've solved the mystery. Uh-oh, I've knocked my microphone over uh, in celebration. Um, yeah. So we we know we know we know. The so Mr. he's just Sirius. being a he's, fucking weirdo. Is the, he's is just the being answer. a fucking weirdo? Yeah. He's just he's just acting like a dog for Harry's amusement. Thirty year old man. Behaving like a dog um, in dog form <laughs> for Harry. That's fucked up. Like, don't pet him. Don't pet him. Don't don't give him belly rubs. This is fucked up, Harry. Don't listen to him. He doesn't have dog brain. Does that mean he was lying? Was the dog brain, fo- like, was he full of shit? Maybe it was just, like, colloquially his dog brain. Unrelated to his transformation. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, he, maybe he basically has dog brain in human form as well. I guess we're, we haven't been seeing him, uh, like, you know, he's been brooding a lot in his room at the Grimald place. Maybe he's, maybe he's going feral in there. Yeah, Sirius is a very tragic character, I feel. Sirius is so tragic. That poor guy um he just wants his friend back but 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 harry do not pet do not pet that man please uh he is he is a grown-ass man he is he is your godfather he is not he he is not a dog (sighs) moving on i just wanted to get that very important thing out of the way before we got to the train yeah let's let's talk about the train the train journey let's harry is a little prick and i hate him here this he's he is such a jackass 
I I completely sympathize with him being upset that uh, Ron and Hermione aren't going to be sitting with him and have to go do prefect stuff. Uh, this thing where he's like too good to sit with Luna and Neville. Uh, 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 fuck off, Harry. He's he's such a jock here. Like, why why does he think he can get a train car all to himself? <laughs> right, That's like, like serious jock behavior. So stupid. Um, and and he's he's very <sighs> just rude. Like, there's that thing. Like, like even before we realize that that Luna is a little weird. Um. Uh, she says, oh, you're Harry Potter. And that's, like, not even a strange thing to say. Like, when you recognize someone, like, oh, you're so-and-so, that's not, like, weird. He's just a dick when he's like, like, yeah, I am. Or, like, like you got it, or whatever. He's just being a just being a, a, little, a little pisher, and I hate yeah, him he, he might have a little bit of dog brain here. He's got, yeah, he's got angry dog brain here. But I, we've got to talk about Luna. Um, this is not the character I was expecting at all, from what I remembered. Yeah, Luna is a fan a fan favorite. Mm-hmm. Um definitely definitely a character I would have said was my favorite before rereading this, I think. Yeah, she's definitely kind of um in an interesting place between quirky and crazy here. Yeah, I I just um here's my distinction. Uh I was expecting, for whatever reason, probably just through, like, cultural osmosis, like, what this character has become in the fandom, I was expecting Fluttershy, and I got the Joker, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's... I don't, like, think any, I don't think anything else needs to be said. I think that, I think that speaks <laughs> for itself. No, you're totally right, though she's like i just expected like this kind of airy fairy slightly weird girl but like she's just like full-on like cartoon mental illness here it's not great yeah and and by by like it is it is when i say that she's crazy i mean it in like in the cartoon way right like it's it's not like ever it's not she's just says whatever cartoon crazy thing in the moment i cannot i still cannot get over the ending of this chapter where she's like you're just as sane as i am she's gur from invader sim like <laughs> she's oh doom, 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 doom. i'm weeding the quibbler crumple horthnack like just like completely uh like weird just off the wall and i hate it it's I hope it mellows out because like I, I do remember really liking Luna um, and 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 I really wonder how much of that is just like like a lot of the fandom just sort of like imagining the good version in my head for years after the fact and not remembering how one note she was. But this is just like and I, and I, I especially resent she feels here where she is in the story especially with the way that uh it ends with her saying like oh you're just as sane as me or whatever like it feels like she is um a like warning post to harry that's like if you keep being emo about people dying you're gonna be like this weirdo uh and i don't like that no it's very weird i i have a feeling that she's probably going or rather like how she's portrayed is going to mellow out over time. Sometimes this book does this kind of weird reverse 
Flanderization, where it like mm-hmm. introduces in just the splashiest, cartoonist way possible, and she'll eventually just kind of become nothing. Nothing. I don't. I don't know. I. 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 I was. I was so shocked by this intro. So I don't know what to think about her. Yeah, especially because also I like um, Ginny being presented as the one who's being nice to her, but still calls her loony is uh, I don't know, not a great showing. Like, like that's her strongest support is someone making fun of her. Uh, I I just I don't know. I'm like I said I'm 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 made slightly uncomfortable by it, and I. I, I, I really feel like like where she is in the story here, it's like it's like meant to be this like window into what 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 Harry could be if if he keeps being crazy or whatever. And and, and that's a bummer. Um, D- Draco. Draco Malfoy. Yeah. Let's talk about let's talk about that stuff, huh? Uh, yeah, he's following in his father's footsteps in the dog comment being the funniest like gotcha moment <laughs> like i'll really be dogging your steps yeah um yeah i i guess not i, I guess like maybe it's slightly better than patronus potter because it is hinting <laughs> that like he knows a secret about uh, someone related to harry then again also the extent of his like yeah, that's right, Harry. I know that I know that your uh, your godfather can do very powerful magic that not many other people can. Like it's I, just sort of. I know your godfather has dog brain, Harry Potter. <laughs> I know. I know about the dog brain. <laughs> Draco knows. Draco knows. Maybe we 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 need to ask Draco. Like, look, when you transform, is it dog brain or human brain? Which is it? <laughs> yeah, Draco comes off as as very goofy here um and it also sets up ron and hermione's fight and ron just becoming the worst again yeah what what do you make of the uh hermione ron argument here how did ron go mad with power within like the first day he got a broom he was rewarded for it so so now now he's just got to lean into it i guess i mean yeah i mean he's a cop forever now right he's he's accepted his destiny He's accepted his destiny as cop. What does he do after Hogwarts again? again? I think he just becomes an Auror. I think. Uh, yeah. It's is, like is Ron. Ron... Yeah. Is Ron an Auror? What does he fucking do? I will I will look it up on the Harry Potter wiki. Ron the picture that is on the wiki for Ron is so funny to me. Not making fun of Rupert Grint. It is just a very funny photo. Oh, um, oh yeah. It's that, a good one. Yeah, that you're right. That roguish smile. Yeah, two years as an Auror. Uh, then something about Ottery St. Catchpole or whatever. That's where, that's where the burrow is, isn't it? Yeah. God, what a fucking dweeb. I hate these, I hate these cops. Oh, um, speaking of, um, of dweebs and how the most important thing when a character is introduced is to find out who they married, what their kids' names are and what their job is. Um, do you want to hear, uh, Luna's fate? Yes, please. Ooh, Absolutely. After the war, Luna became a magizoologist, 
discovering and classifying many species that had never been encountered before. She eventually married Rolf Scamander, with whom she had twin sons, Lorcan and Lysander. Luna's (sighs) good friends, Harry and Ginny Potter, also named their daughter and third child Lily Luna Potter in honor of her. (laughs) Jesus Christ. So, I I mean... (laughs) She married a Scamander. How many people are in this world (laughs) they're like three families how is everyone not suffering from horrible like inbreeding problems (sighs) everyone's everyone's gonna have like medieval like like bloodline problems like oh my god luna's husband rolf is newt's grandson okay so we know Newt gets it with the cop then. Yes, yes, we do know that. Okay, so so all of that is pointless in the in those movies. Uh great, good to know. Um that's hmm. Here are the three jobs. I mean, this is canon now because it's going to be in the new AR game and it's zoologist, cop, and teacher. That's it. I forgot that that was, that's the game as well. Fuck. Yeah. Those are the three jobs. Oh, those are the three jobs. (laughs) In the world and the game. Oh my God. Oh no. Also, I, I. I really have this, I have, I have a problem. I've got a problem with Luna and this intro to her, right? Because these things that she's talking about aren't real. She's being introduced and she's reading the weekly world news, right? Like she is reading the newspaper that is the equivalent of like that boy lives. Um, Except her extended lore is like, she becomes a magizoologist and finds out those things are real. Wink, wink. Right. I, I, God, it's going to be interesting tracking Luna throughout this series and figuring out where exactly it lands on her like brain. Like, like what? what like, is she is she crazy? Is she Harley Quinn, or or is she like actually correct about everything? This is so weird. I for I didn't realize that she became a zoologist. That sort of. Uh, well, yeah. What else would she be? A teacher or a cop? A cop. Yeah, wish well, she could teach divination. That'd be cute. Can we um, can we talk about the only publications in the wizarding world being um uh the Daily Mail and the Weekly World News and a radio show that's just uh like a leftist podcast, quote unquote. The, 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 but the leftist podcast only happens in like book seven. Right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. We we yeah we don't we don't get that one until later. Um, we yeah the the extent of media in harry potter it sort of paints this weird nightmare world i guess isn't that far off from uh, where british media is now where uh, everything is either the daily mail or a tabloid but it's certainly confusing here because daily the uh, daily prophet has been filling the role of tabloid up until this point like did, did did jk just like hit a breaking point with this one's like fuck i can't keep using the daily prophet for every newspaper swipe that i make uh, it has I have to create another one because the Daily Prophet in Goblet of Fire basically was a tabloid rag, like mostly a gossip column with Rita. And stuff. I, I assume I assume it's as close to a one to one to the Daily Mail as you can yeah. get. Right. Which puts the quibbler. 
I don't really, I don't know much about like British news, I guess. Like I don't, I do not know the names of them, but the quibbler seems more like info wars to me. Like, which would have made, honestly made more sense for Rita to be part of, I think if it, if, if it was going to be like, Oh, this is all like weird scandal stuff that turns out to be true. It, it like the quibbler would be a good place for Rita to work. I think, um, rather than the daily pro it's it's so confusing jk i i didn't just, i didn't uh give like a summary of the the articles in them but just just for a, like a little bit of context one of them is um like sirius has been found uh and it's because he's innocent because he is the member of like a rock band right like it's just like yeah. it is it is it's bat boy lives style articles <laughs> right like like oh uh like elvis Sirius is still Black alive is, i guess there's one other thing we didn't really touch on which was um uh, uh cho walking in on harry uh nutting himself because of a cactus right yeah yeah no womp, didn't womp. know it was gonna do that bummer <laughs> i think <laughs> i think you did know no <laughs> you little fucker <laughs> yeah that's a weird i i think the cho stuff is gonna be weird it's gonna be super weird especially because it, like like we get that like harry still has a crush on her or whatever but we also get the like the like oh also her boyfriend was murdered last year i wonder if she's over that yeah she sure is hot like just really weird yeah it also sucks that she's being set up as the character that like harry is overlooking Ginny for right because Ginny is is here yes, she's like an ever-present like moment it's like Oh, Harry, you're you're looking at this this uh the pretty girl, but the the your your true love was sitting there next to you the whole the, time. The cool girl, the cool girl girl has been there all along. She got she, she got knocked down three flights, three flights of stairs, stairs. <laughs> and she was totally cool with it because it's no totally big deal. Cool. I'm not like other girls. <laughs> it's not like my hair or makeup could get messed up. What do I care? <laughs> Sorry, that's me editorializing a little bit. <laughs> I think yeah. You know, mm, I don't think you're that far off. To be <laughs> yeah, I think that's kind of it. We got the festrals. Oh no, we do have the fe- fuck. I was I was I was say ah, we're done. That's it. But we ah. have the insane festral reveal, which is is a big part of this book. Um, which is that the festrals are real. Um, uh, and uh, you know the one the one weird creature that Harry can see that Luna can too, and he 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 thinks he's crazy. Yeah, we don't find out why yet because uh, luna no. just decide, doesn't tell him for some reason um <laughs> she just she just decides to to she she knows that the end of the chapter is coming up and she's like this will be so good this will be, be such so, a good cliffhanger this be, line this will be so good you're, you're i'm not you're i'm trapped i can't think of the, what's the rorschach line you're, i'm not <laughs> locked in here with you you're all locked in here with me yeah that's what she says at the end of the chapter and then it ends <laughs> yeah she she she's she's so crazy she's breaking the fourth wall and can see when the chapter's ending so i think the festivals are cool um i like the idea of of like the like oh there's stuff you can only see when you know when once you've once you've once you understand death or whatever i think that's a neat concept right mm-hmm. um i can i be really really fucking nitpicky here sure harry has seen so much death yeah he's seen he's he he watched his parents die i feel like in the book there's like kind of deniability there because he was like a baby and maybe did not see or understand it however 
I all I can picture is that still from, from the movie where from the, the baby is is like making full on like looking and screaming while he watches. Yeah. It's very funny. Um, also, didn't he see he he would have seen Quirrell die, or did he black out before he really died? I think that's the that's the line, right? that he didn't mm. see him die i think that because mm. remember it was it's a lot less violent in the book the movie went full-on crumble that's the true. dust yeah that's uh, right he, yeah so i'm just saying harry harry has seen some death uh, before he got to hogwarts uh and and i find it a little strange that it's popping up now i guess it is nitpicky I, and i do like the thestrals as a as a as like a concept but i, I was just thinking about that, like hmm he saw some people die. I'm pretty sure. You know, he knows what's. I was just thinking of the um, first scene from the Crimes of Grindelwald movie because that's my that's my strongest Thestral association now. Oh God, that's right. I forgot those were Thestrals at the beginning, and it doesn't even um, acknowledge it. Right? Like, like you never see them as invisible. It's no, because like, they're just like the weird cool, horses. They're just like cool weird horses. But it, it does present like an interesting. I mean, the movie is not interesting, but an interesting thing from an audience perspective to show or not show the Thestrals. Um, but I think that they just put them in because they're cool horses. What if they had gotten super meta with it and, like, you don't see the Thestrals until he, like, throws the lizard out of the window and then you I see it? I think that would be s- cool. I'm very corny. If I were a filmmaker, I would do corny stuff like that. Or, oh, that or is- like, you wouldn't see them at the beginning, but there was, like, a scene later with them after he kills the yeah. baby. And you can see them. Like, I think that would be a cool... Let me re-edit the it, movie. But... That'd be kind of cool. Remember that part in the Warcraft movie where there, where there's like the 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 orcs talking in like the prison cart or whatever, and the camera pans past as they're talking English, and then like as it pans back the other way it, from like the human perspective. Oh hell like, yeah! That part is cool. I yeah. like that kind of shit. That's a good uh, movie. That's like the... It's not. <laughs> <laughs> nope. The first it's not. Ten, first ten minutes are good uh i'd say but i like the, rest the orcs of it, they're good they made some cool big looking orcs um <sighs> okay now i think we're done with this chapter right is there anything else we want to want to say here before we put this one to bed i feel like there was something but i also feel oh, hagrid's like... on a secret mission hagrid's on a secret <laughs> mission no uh, no i can't think of n- no one more qualified yeah to no, go on a secret no mission. mission completer hagrid is on a secret mission for Dumbledore to do some spying on the giants or whatever. Remember when Hagrid adopted a dragon and he couldn't figure out how to solve that problem, so he had three 11-year-olds help him out and risk their <laughs> their school careers and uh, and probably their lives trying to solve his, like, man-baby problem? Because I remember that. And then <laughs> and then they they lost a bunch of house points at, at school and he still didn't take the fall, even though he was complicit in their helping him. <laughs> and he carried out their punishment in the Forbidden Forest where Harry saw Voldemort for the first time. Because I remember that chapter. Does it, animal death not count? Because Hagrid took Harry into the woods so he could watch him shoot a unicorn with if, a crossbow. If you see um, Sirius in dog brain form die, does it count to seeing the Thestrals? Does, okay, now, now I'm imagining, I am so sad that Hagrid and Sirius don't interact more directly because I would imagine it would basically be like the movie Step Brothers. Oh, definitely, like, yes. Like, they are just two 30-year-old 
Oh my god! No, but just, he's just, on just... a he's on a hyper important, super duper uh, spy mission now. Do you remember how in the first book he is is literally the like plot device that accidentally <laughs> drops <laughs> all of the information? He he tells them literally everything about the he had a secret mission in the first book that he couldn't complete. <laughs> He failed his mission. Mission failed. He told, he told, he told three 11 year olds all about his secret mission. Three, like three times in a row in separate instances, every detail. They could have gone down there and died and it would be his fault. Cause he failed his mission. His, his one his mission. mission. Hagrid's mission. If I, <laughs> why would, why would you not just like be, be like, Oh, Hagrid, I've got a secret mission for you. You have to, stay at hogwarts and grow a really big pumpkin <laughs> like, <laughs> the thing is he'd be totally chill with that i i have yeah. i doubt that he's just like clamoring for a secret mission well i mean hagrid like worships the ground dumbledore walks on dumbledore could be like hagrid your secret mission is to stay here uh and and you have to make the biggest pumpkin you possibly can for the halloween party as a show of solidarity against voldemort to show him we will not we will not be scared uh and we love we love uh ghouls and ghosts and Hagrid be like absolutely mr dumbledore sir i will make a huge pumpkin for you how about, like, the, how about like, this how about this for a fucking secret mission dumbledore can go to hagrid and say hey i can't talk to harry I, I can't tell you why but can you be nice to him this year and make sure that he has someone to talk to so he doesn't get everyone killed at the end of this goddamn book <laughs> That would be great, too, because then, like, halfway through this book, Harry will be like, you know, Harry, Dumbledore <laughs> came to me and was like, oh, I can't talk to Harry. Oh, I shouldn't have said that. And, and then we could have gotten a fucking plot in this book. No, Harry no plot would have had a mystery to solve. No, absolutely not. Hagrid's secret mission. No, he, he's away, away at a secret mission. Very, very important, highly confidential, uh, and certainly he will perform it admirably. He has a long, a long track record of being very good at secret missions. <laughs> Dumbledore, you know, th honestly, we're, we're 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 goofing on Hagrid here, but this is all on Dumbledore. Oh, what, yeah. what, 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 fucking idiot! Like, <laughs> what do you? Oh, can't wait for grop huh Oof. okay we, we we should really wrap this up this is this is a long long chapter but uh but i'm excited to be at hogwarts yeah yeah it's been long enough what are we like 200 pages in exactly <laughs> exactly it did one of um, I, I remember one of us using their powerful dog brain to guess that uh uh way back at the beginning that's a powerful dog brain <laughs> all right uh well i we should take a break and then i will be back with some of reddit's burning questions about luna lovegood great I will not be saying to the audience what I just said to you to start this off, which was very embarrassing. You have um, to say, you can't, you can't just leave it like oh, that. Oh no, you that, can't yeah. do it. <laughs> you, 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 okay, listen, last week, you, uh, when I said there was a entire post that was written in hello, and then you said, 
now you have to read it. I did. Yeah. Um, which, which we have, re- we got, uh, as I predicted, uh, there were many Hawo scholars out yes. there that yes. listen, uh, as I, as I, as I knew there would be. Yeah. Fair enough. Okay. What I said was, okay, I'll set this up. I'll, I'll tee this up. So it's at least not, not out of the blue, like how I just said it there. Um, <laughs> we were just introduced to fan favorite Luna Lovegood. Right. Um, yeah. And and since JK is still AWOL, uh, Reddit has a lot of thoughts, opinions, and questions about Luna Lovegood. Um, and, you know, I think it's time for us to, to take up, pick up her slack. Let's get loony. That's what I said. That is what you said. Um, it was kind of in our, you know, we were doing some... Uh, some housekeeping, some inside baseball stuff uh, behind the scenes, and and we're, we got that all figured out. Logistics, uh, you know, time to time to hit record. Uh, but you hit me with the let's get lo- loony. <laughs> yeah, so I have I have a couple of uh, Reddit posts, and I have some confessions for you. We're sort of oh, that's doing, so exciting. Doing double I love duty that. here, sure, because I've, I've missed the confession booth. Um let's get started here this one is just the thread title no post at all how would you interact with luna lovegood i short and sweet i like it how would how would you though uh probably just like a like a normal human being not i mean not on her her account but i'd probably i would probably interact with her as i do like most most people i encounter day to day i don't i don't really i don't think i need to be overly rude like harry um but i would probably just be be pretty normal um the thing that kills me about the way harry interacts with her that i forgot to mention during our chapters is that i don't know why he doesn't know who she is (laughs) right harry knows nobody at the school like absolutely no one how many people are at the school like 200 people tops yeah low low enrollment theory they all fit into that one that one hall this the thing about these reddit posts is that they could also be retooled as imagines like imagine interacting with luna lovegood yeah yeah it's 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 quite multi-purpose some uh, some people have some some thoughts here uh in the comments psycho geek says probably the same way hermione does i would get irritated and tell her to shut up or at least tune her out is that what hermione does is that what does hermione tell people hermione was like accidentally rude i suppose but but more about the quibbler which she did not know was was personally uh, (laughs) connected with with luna yeah i don't know if i don't know if hermione was really that venomous with luna uh this user says i would date her that zaniness (laughs) drives me mad in a good way Ooh. uh that kind of leads me into my next question actually there are some other comments here but uh but uh actually no okay sorry i'm gonna say take one more i you know normally i love to do a good transition but i can't resist reading this one that i missed before Please tell me what the fuck this means. Same as Ginny did, smiley face. Oh, you know their story, happy face. What? What does Is that there mean? something I don't know? What does that mean? I 
feel like someone's been reading too much fan fiction. Yeah, do did Ginny and Luna get together? Is that a thing? I think it's think? A, I think it is a semi-popular ship, but not like specifically popular. People love 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 to write stories about Neville, Luna, and Ginny, and they call them the Silver Trio. Oh, but that's I don't know. Cute. I don't know what that. I don't know what that comment means. How would you interact with Luna Lovegood? Um, I probably about the same as you. Maybe, maybe the 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 status of the quibbler is the real thing that like that sticks in my craw here because mm. I I love um like spiritualism and 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 like folklore stuff and if she was going to tell me all about you know weird cryptids or whatever i would love hanging out with luna lovegood um if she was telling me that there was uh fluoride in the water that was making the frogs gay uh and 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 whatnot i would be a little less you know it's how infowarsy is she supposed to be uh is the real question here i have to you know it's funny because this is like uh, very of its time where i guess like quote-unquote conspiracy theories were were like i'm not going to say they were apolitical because they weren't right like that's that's not real but the public perception of them is very like x-files like oh it's like a quirky thing like like ufo type type stuff and now it kind of cuts cuts a different way in 2019 yeah for us reading that uh that it it strikes more of more of info wars to me than than anything else um yeah yeah i yeah i i it, it, yeah it really depends like 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 luna seems like she might be into the same kind of weird stuff i like reading about but but it you know if if she's she's talking about like if she's like she's like you know the goblins they run the economy like like if, if we get into that kind of stuff i'm i'm getting out of there you know to be um, fair, that's canon. No, fuck. Oh, god she's, damn it. She's actually right. So She is right about that. Oh, God. Ooh, ooh, these books are a problem. Uh, there's one more comment here that I'm going to read just because I scrolled down to it, which is uh, date, then fuck, because we're both outcasts in society. I don't know if that if it's all that easy, but... Uh, date, then fuck. What's easier than that? Date, then fuck, because we're both outcasts simple as that very easy uh, yeah I, I guess when i imagine like if it's like how would you interact with luna i'm obviously imagining luna as my age right like yeah and and so i'd probably ask her like how is your husband rolf doing <laughs> you've yeah you've been married for 10 so years it's, it's not it's not so easy to date then fuck he, she's, <laughs> she's married to rolf <laughs> um moving on let's go to this question from uh from another reddit user which is titled luna lovegood anyone else get turned on when luna say in deathly hallows part two <laughs> harry potter you listen to me right now i love luna she's bae you know sometimes you never know what's going to be your your psychosexual awakening <laughs> sometimes sometimes you know it's the it's the the leia job of the hut scene sometimes it's luna saying what does she say harry potter you, you listen to me right now you listen to me right now um so i think that's nice <laughs> uh and then okay i there's a lot of comment there are a lot of comments does, here yeah does anybody else get turned on well so here's the thing all the comments seem to be ignoring that part of the post there's <laughs> there's uh luna may be weird but she's also one of the most kind-hearted people harry has ever known 
uh yeah i agree with you on that uh she's 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 a she uses my, do- that my dominatrix might be weird but she's one of the <laughs> kindest people i've ever known there's uh by far my favorite character in the whole series so there's just a lot of generic uh uh you know nice posts however uh serial killer 96 <laughs> has something to fucking say to this op finally um i had to this has so many negative points it was hidden and i had to reveal it oh yeah uh don't fucking talk about getting turned on by luna don't disrespect and cheapen her like that serial killer 99 out here defending luna's honor uh then then the op responds uh how does that cheapen or disrespect her dummy serial killer because you're bringing her down to a level she deserves to be above she's above you getting turned on by that and feeling the need to tell people that i fucking love this i love this because they are clearly both on the same page <laughs> right yeah uh-huh. <laughs> they're the same. they agree with each other but are arguing i love that this is this is so good um good for them uh and then someone else responds uh to to the original complaint hush cry baby luna can call me daddy all day which it sounds like it would be the opposite in the yeah that, that should be on a different post if you ask me uh and then serial killer says to that she really fucking wouldn't you're a disgusting twat <laughs> So thank you, Serial Killer, for coming to uh, Luna's defense here. Uh, very powerful. Um, let's do a confession, shall we? Yes, please. Okay. Um, this is so dark. I'm so sorry to, to put this oh, on God. you. But um, um, I'm, I'm, I'm curious. I'm just going to read okay. it as does, is. Does a, does a priest complain? No. I, I actually have no idea. I, I don't know if a priest would complain. Like, I do hear some really dark confessions <laughs> today. I want 13 to be like Luna Lovegood. Kind of head in the clouds, but kind and open-minded and mysterious. I feel like ever since New Who started, the writers have tried to make the Doctor this swashbuckling hero, and it's just getting kind of boring. Like, there are other ways to be a bamf besides kicking ass and taking names. Luna was a badass because of her bravery and open-mindedness. I just want a doctor that's more like Luna or Newt rather than another Harry. Uh, is 13 the current doctor? 13 is the, the new doctor. Um, I am going to tell you the roller coaster I went through hearing this because okay. I, I am, I'm not like very around like doctor who fandom. So I don't, I don't know all the lingo. So when you said 13, I didn't picture Doctor Who. I pictured um, the girl from Stranger Things because she is a number also, right? Oh, yeah. She's a, a, 11. 11. And yeah. I was like, oh, but I haven't seen that show. Um, and then I immediately was like going through. I was like, I don't think that's it. So I went through characters that have numbers in their name and went to seven of nine from Star Trek Voyager before, <laughs> fi- before finally landing on... Um, on doctor who which wasn't what i was expecting so 13 is the lady right 13 is the new lady doctor that's correct and this person wants them to be like luna like luna lovegood sure i agree that's fine (laughs) i don't give a shit why not (laughs) oh god um uh let's see 
God, there's I've, I'm kind of spoiled for choice here. There are some very good confession posts about Luna Lovegood, but there are also some so many good. Uh, okay, you no, know, mm, I scrolled to. I forgot I found this one. You're getting another confession. Are you ready? Get back in. Oh the booth. yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, it's kind of shocking to me that there don't seem to be any fanfics of Luna Lovegood interacting with Willy Wonka. <laughs> There seems to be only one, and it's not even about her. But seriously, hello? This this is eccentricity squared gold material for a fanfic. Why hasn't one been written where she and Wonka are the main characters? Whew. Okay, so first of all, I am shocked that there is one in the first place. <laughs> there, I, mean, yeah. I mean, honestly, like, not that shocked. But I wouldn't think to expect it. And number two, I think this person has the uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe problem in their head where they think that the a something good is putting two of the same character together in the same <laughs> story. Uh, that, yeah, that is, um, yeah, that, like, like, I don't know, I, 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 I don't agree with people who think that the best way to get good uh, character moments out of people is to get ones that are the same next to each other, you know, like right? Because this is this this is the the problem with like when you get all the the Marvel uh, like epic witty response boys together and they all like have to outdo each other and have witty responses in like an echo chamber or like infinite loop. And that would be that with Willy Wonka and Luna, and they would just be like saying quirky, weird things back and forth to each other. <laughs> it would be a fucking nightmare. It just sounds like the worst version of Rick and Morty. Like, 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 imagine Rick and Morty already insufferable, but uh, it's like soft Rick and Morty. That sounds like my personal hell, right? Yeah, it's like it's like Twee Rick and Morty. Yeah, like like soft ooh woo ooh woo Rick and Morty. That's a dark dark path. I do not like that idea one bit. Um. Okay, I've got another confession here for you. This is a shorter one. Um, sure. And it's 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 not all that crazy of a confession, except for the way it's phrased. I think. I really like Luna's voice. It's so peaceful and soft. I'm sure it could end wars. Oh, that's some of that. Um, uh, the actor that plays Victor Crumb, uh, end racism spell <laughs> between oh. between Victor Crumb's and racism spell and um and Luna's voice that ends wars. Uh, we unstoppable. Are, we're how how is the world as bad as it is when we have Luna Lovegood's voice and Victor Crumb performing the the world peace spell here's on our the thing, side? Okay, here's the thing that kills me because uh, Victor Crumb, uh, Matt, you know, magic isn't real. Like like he doesn't like the actor doesn't have spells. But that's just right. a spell he would do. Um, the actress that plays Luna Lovegood does have that voice. Right. <laughs> has not ended any wars as far has, as I know. <laughs> so far. I, I don't know if no one is told told is her name Ivana Lynch. I yes. don't know if anyone anyone has told Ivana Lynch that she can end wars with her voice, but I think someone maybe should tweet at her. She should give it a shot. The only thing I've really seen her do with her voice post Harry Potter is uh that thing where she read out all of the weird racist uh JK Rowling school info at that Pottermore event where she let everyone know about the Japanese shame school. 
Right. I don't know why she's doing that instead of ending all the wars. I don't know yeah. what that looks like. Is that is that calling up world leaders on the phone? So, oh, and, and like just, and doing ASMR like, at them. Oh no! Oh, mm, hey, no one's tried it, right? Ivana, if you're listening, I don't know. Give 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 someone a call and see if you can you can end a war. It seems or just maybe hey. like a, maybe like an maybe like a YouTube channel, like a end war ASMR YouTube channel. <laughs> Perfect. I love it. Let's that's head back praxis. to yeah, that's praxis. Thank you, Luna. Let's head back to Reddit here. Um uh this one's called luna lovegood's bedroom uh this is we're skipping a little bit ahead of there this is a, a, a deathly hallows related post right but i i chose this one because i was thinking about how luna was presented in this book in this introduction and how sure. crazy you know capital c fiction crazy she was here um this post might not be that significant i just want to like get your uh, opinion on the scene it's describing which i had completely forgotten yeah I, I imagine that i'm gonna have no recollection of this so this will be fun okay when i read harry potter and the deathly hallows i remembered feeling so happy when harry entered luna's bedroom to find her ceiling decorated with five paintings of him ron hermione Ginny, and neville what appeared to be five golden chains wove around the pictures linking them together but after examining for, for them for a minute or so harry realized that the chains were actually one word repeated a thousand times in golden ink friends 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 oh my god <laughs> is that real that's a quote from the book no that is a quote from no, the book that, that's like an exact like that is a quote not a it paraphrase is, it, it is a block quote from the book i i can't imagine what this is supposed to impart in the text like is is this harry encountering the all work and no play makes jack a dull boy moment that's what it really just like it had good like we this is jk Rowling. you know this is a jk Rowling quote uh because there's uh lots of ellipses between friends 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 but it's so frightening it's very scary i i would not be uh uh happy about that you know like that's like, so extra it's so because there's no reason if it's really just supposed to be like a nice thing that Harry is is realizing that Luna thinks of them as closer friends than maybe he has thought of her or maybe has like taken her for granted or hasn't paid her enough attention. This could just be like a bulletin board with some pictures and some like little scrapbooking, right? But the ceiling detail plus the like large painted portraits which i am picturing as the actor photos from the wiki i am i am what i am 100 picturing like that that headshot of rupert grant run through like a photoshop oil paint filter yeah. um combined with the detail of the gold friends repeated over and over again is very frightening so i yeah. i'm very curious what that scene is going to be like that is so scary to me like like i yeah like you said like if it was like a scrapbook or like anything but the ceiling 
she painted them on the ceiling and and wrote like a chant over them it's very jk we've got to sit down and talk about your concept of like what mental illness is i think right like like this is a real weird one i think i i'm i'm so curious we have a long ways to go before deathly hallows but it's gonna be wild it's gonna be a fucking ride all right i've got one more thing for you here i've got a a a last confession here yeah i began shipping draco and luna during order of the phoenix on the hogwarts express oh draco Draco (laughs) was bullying harry ron hermione Ginny, and neville but left luna alone oh my god he had the perfect chance to pick on the loony girl but didn't and luna didn't make fun of draco like the others no sin be gone sin from this confessional (laughs) i love i love that uh (laughs) you know i i don't judge anyone's ships i i think you can ship any character with any character it's all fake it's not real like what you like however if you're telling me that your your concept of like what you think makes characters work together is uh (laughs) they did not bully each other they did not interact even once now you (laughs) tell tell me that doesn't mean they're they like each other (laughs) yeah like you can't you you can't prove that they that they hated each other so obviously they love each other like just yeah yeah sure okay i'm convinced now actually that's the ship draco that was was also the scene where draco delivers just about the dorkiest line it's like i'm going to be dogging your step <laughs> didn't didn't take a break from that one to uh to bully luna <laughs> well what do you've even said like oh also there's this crazy girl here also uh, what are you doing with this crazy girl yeah yeah he, he was just he's so in love with her that he couldn't he couldn't bring himself to acknowledge her when when uh bullying everyone else in the room also isn't she just like reading in the corner yeah i think she's uh uh yeah I think she's just like reading her quibbler or maybe she's cleaning uh, uh, the, the goop off of it. I can't remember if that happens before or after. I feel like um, in a lot of fan fiction, there's always like a keystone scene where they where they like reference back to something that happened. I think one that I reference a lot is um, the Hermione tooth scene, because in a lot of fan fiction that ever has like Hermione and Snape on good terms or like dating or whatever, Snape will oftentimes reference back and be like, I felt so bad about the tooth uh-huh. thing. Um, so I like to imagine reading this like Draco Luna romance where draco is like remember when i didn't bully you on the hogwarts express <laughs> remember when we first met i did not bully you <laughs> oh my god okay we should wrap this up but i do have one last one for you this isn't really a confession this is a, a, a kind of an imagine but it's um or maybe this is a drabble it's a very short post but it is accompanied with it with an image sure um but I think this is a cute one to close on. And by cute, I mean horrifying. <laughs> Luna was happy she found someone who was willing to try her on her specter specs. When the doctor told her he could see the rat spurts <laughs> too, she thanked him for not calling her loony. No. And there's a Photoshop of David Tennant wearing her goofy glasses. No. <laughs> <sighs> 
I think I think that's that's a probably a good place to leave it. Shall we shall we wrap this one up? This was a long episode, but we had so much to cover here. This is a, a yeah. A, I feel a like big... I yelled a lot. <laughs> Honestly, that's me after every episode. Like, yeah. damn, damn, we we're in, we're in the yelling books. We're in the books where there's a lot to yell about. Honestly. All right, then. Well, our theme song is Hot McGonagall by Cheshire Moon. You can check them out on Bandcamp. Huge thanks, as always, to them for letting us use that as our theme song. You can check us out on Patreon. Hey, we are almost at 500 bucks a month, which is pretty Woo! cool. I don't know why I started doing an accent there. I kind of turned into Applejack. <laughs> woo, woo, we got 500, <laughs> 500 big ones coming in per month. That's so great, y'all. I'm a horse. Um... <laughs> but uh there's tons of content tons of great content you can get from us there um uh we, we're reading after we are uh starting uh the colleen hauk book uh tiger's curse soon so keep an eye out for that but uh yeah there, we, there's lots to read there and liz this was a long long episode but what are we reading next week yes yeah, so we've got one more long one in the, yeah. in the in the queue here because I, um, I think i think the way we're working it out is we're gonna do two chapters for next week and then for the rest of this book probably we're gonna be going down to one yeah uh, just just because they're long and 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 i wanted to do one for next week but the next chapter we have is short and has a long poem in Fucking it poem. Sorting i guess it's hat a, song. Has a new song sorting hat new has a new song and that's what chapter 11 is called the sorting hat's new song which we'll be reading and then we'll also read chapter 12 which is called professor umbridge oh i can't wait another character introduction yeah Ooh, that'll be a fun confessional booth episode huh Ooh, people people are mad out people there fucking hate her well, if you find yourself uh, thinking about Professor Umbridge and just getting real mad and wanting to write a confession post on Tumblr, please read another book. Please read another book. But there's a lady there makes ocean raw seem tame. But I know what you're after if you catch a eye. Because this hot mama is just a cat in disguise.